Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful and seen. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. We hope you are all well. So this week I have been figuring out Da, 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 how to make the perfect chocolate milkshake. Now I know oh. it doesn't seem <laughs> a big deal, but I'm plant-based as well. So it's not a typical milkshake. And it's also my, I don't drink alcohol. This is my substitute, which my pleasure. hips aren't a fan of, <laughs> but my taste buds are. So it's like my after dinner, not every, oh my God, not every night, but yeah, it's... um it's something that I've been playing with a lot to get the perfect recipe. And it's a combination of maple syrup, oat milk, cacao, peanut butter. And it's just getting those quantities just just right. Oh, and frozen banana makes it creamy. Oh. And avocado makes it crazy thick. So I'm just playing. I'm playing with it. I'm playing with it. And, and you know, I mean, the girls got to experiment. And then I have to drink them all, which is such a shame. But um yeah, that's that's what I'm trying to figure out at the minute. Any hints or tips? Send them in. <laughs> I'm a totally different world. This week, I have been trying to figure out premium bonds. So, <gasps> yeah, sorry, that's all right. Um, because <laughs> with interest rates being just non-existent, basically, um, for a very long time, multiple people have said to me, "Oh, should you get some premium bonds?" And I'm always like, "No," because you know, over time, it's not worth it because inflation just roads it away. But I haven't been playing the lottery recently because I've not been going to the shops. So without going to the shops, I'm not tempted to play the lottery. And also your money is in the bank account at the moment is basically pointless. So I was thinking, hmm, actually, it might not be a bad time to get some premium bonds. And also someone in Nottingham won the million pounds in June. So that really convinced me that it was a good thing to happen. So I had a friend who was buying some premium bonds and I've been talking to her about them. So I'm just trying to, I've got some already, but I'm trying to work out exactly how much money I should be putting behind them. So that's what I'm figuring out this week. Oh, do you know that I worked in the call centre for premium bonds? No. Yeah, what? that's when I left my job in London, came back to Blackpool and I couldn't get a job anywhere. That's where I worked. Such a small so work. I know all about premium bonds. We could talk after this. <laughs> <And then, laughs> I'll get set up, babes. <laughs> um... So um, I read a really interesting article this week um, and it's regarding, and I'm going to ask this, I know the answer's no, but Sherelle, have you watched I May Destroy You? No, but you're not crazy to ask it because I do think I have, someone else has told me to watch it and I've seen, somehow I feel like I've seen something about it and I just think, oh, maybe I should watch that. So you're not crazy to ask. If I was going to watch something, I think it would be in the top five. (laughs) Okay, good to know. Um, So it's um, by and also starring Michaela Cole, who also wrote and starred in Chewing Gum, um, which during which time she experienced sexual assault and that became the basis of I May Destroy You. Um, And it was just a really interesting article on Hello Giggles. I know it's been on other outlets as well, but just about how she turned down um, a million dollar Netflix 
deal um, because they basically wanted her to give up all creative rights and ownership to her work. And, you know, as Hello Giggles have said, it's a, a lesson in badassery. Um, but it's just something that I just thought was really inspiring because, you know, she'd spent, she'd been through this horrible thing, you know, written um, a television series about it, which, I mean, if you're reading the reviews and, and the critics, it's outstanding. And I am currently watching it and it is absolutely brilliant. Um, and something that, you know, has become more apparent to me um, as I'm educating myself is um, it must be a lot harder as a black woman to say no to something like that than as a white woman who knows she probably has more doors open to her with, um, you know, being able to go to other channels or, or distributors. Um, so she basically asked for 5% and they said no, and she worked them down to half a percent and they were like, nope. Half a percent of all this work that she's put in and she stepped away from it, which is crazily brave. And then she pitched it to the BBC and they were just like, it's yours. You have full creative control. You own it, everything. And now it's like one of the the hits of the year. Um, So yeah, I just, I just found it, um, very inspirational and, you know, I have a lot of respect for her already and the way that she tells a story but I just thought um that was yeah it was a really a really strong thing to do no it's a really strong thing to do and a really important thing to talk about like Mm. intellectual property is really important having creative ownership over what you have created in the especially if something ends up being successful in the long term like it's, we've seen it time and time again in the world of music, I think is probably the most obvious example, which is someone quite often young and they feel like they're getting their one moment, they're getting their break mm. and they say fine and they sign whatever. And years later, it comes back to haunt them. And when you look yeah. at how much, you know, how much money you can end up losing over your lifetime because you signed a deal when you were young and you, because you didn't feel like you had the power, like you said, it takes a lot to walk away from a million pounds, a million dollars. That takes a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I just, yeah, I'm hoping that women around the world read that. And then when they're going in for negotiation or whatever next, you know, use that as a, as a benchmark that they can get what they want and they deserve it as well. So mm. yeah, I think that's really important. So what have you been reading this week? <laughs> what have I been reading? <laughs> I've been watching anything. So I, well, I haven't read it entirely, but I've been concentrating on it quite a lot because I was helping out a friend, which was a book I read a few years ago and booked up read it last year called Your Money or Your Life by Vicky Robin and Joe Dominguez. And the, it basically was originally written in 1992. And it's probably the book that started the FIRE movement. If you've never heard of that, it's Financially Independent Retire Early. So, the, book, sorry, what's that called? The what movement? The FIRE movement. F I R E. Yeah. Okay. So, financially right. independent, retire early. And mm-hmm. so, um, the book is all around trying to teach you how to become financially independent, but it's got a massive, massive following. And then a few years ago, it got um, like republished and re edited because a lot of the actual 
financial models they were using to help you to make it were based in the 90s when interest rates were a lot better than they are now etc they tried to make some tweaks to make it more relevant to today's world but one of the reasons why i really really enjoy it and really recommend it and the reason why i was actually talking to a friend was i had a friend who um had been considering buying a place in london um and given everything that's been happening recently now she's like well if i just move out of london i can buy a place with a much smaller mortgage and then i'll be i can be mortgage free quicker and be closer to being financially independent and it is a it is a thing i imagine a lot of people are considering right now if they currently live in a big city and you're paying an awful lot of money because the privilege was used to be you know part of it was for work and we pay a lot of money to live in a city mm. and um, you know, I think there's been there's been quite a lot already written about the amount of people they imagine they're going to leave London. So I was having a conversation with her about all that sort of stuff. And the thing is, the book really tries to get you to think about how much you're you are working for, the money you're getting, and how much it's really worth in, in like your life. And then one of the lines that it says, like, why do we call like going to work making a living when really it's making a dying? Mm. And, so like horrible when you think about actually you know how much of your time are you spending and there's a there's an exercise in the book where it gets you to really try and calculate exactly what you are earning per hour but not just this is how many hours I work and then divide it and if you do overtime you just add that in but things like you know how much time am I commuting like what clothes am I buying just to be able to go to work like how much am I you know eating and or drinking out like drinking at the end of the day to treat myself am I getting takeaways because I'm just too exhausted like how many luxury holidays am I going on because I deserve it and sort of just like everything around it and when I did that exercise I it was really eye-opening because I think when you really try and take yourself away and think if work was purely just about being able to fund your life it then becomes a very different situation and also it really helps you to look at so you know could you say well I could work less hours because once you know your real amount you're earning per hour, then when you're buying stuff, you're meant to really associate it with that. So do you know what I mean? Like if you've worked out that, you know, you're getting actually only £15 an hour, say, then you're like, you're going to buy a cocktail and it's £15. You're like, was this worth an hour of my life? And basically what happened, a lot of people off the back of this end up really trying to downscale their life so they can um, save more and more and get to a point where they can be like, I don't really have to work very much and some people go really extreme and like if you want to go into the fire movement I absolutely like it's definitely one of the, the landmark books but I think even for people who don't it's a book that really helps you address your relationship with money in terms of and your relationship with work and money and I think that's something that's you know we talk a lot about like work-life balance we'll talk about like you know I don't think either of us are people that would say we don't want to work being able to find that balance of work you really enjoy and work that actually supports the life you want to live is something I think lots of people are trying to work out and your money or your life has some really good questions to help you work that out. Mm, I might give that a read it's really interesting I've not worked full-time hours which I suppose in the UK is what like 37 and a half hours uh, or you know 37 hours, what 35 40 <laughs> whatever around that um, since I worked in London so like since yeah 2017 so for a few years I haven't worked I've worked close to it but I've I've, you know and that that was something that I kind of thought about long and hard but 
if just going back to me working in that premium bond call center and you saying, you know, what do I earn per hour? And that's the first time for years because I was on minimum wage and I knew what I earned per hour. You know, I earned per, I didn't have a salary, I earned per hour that I really made that connection with the material goods I was buying and what I was earning. Um, and so I think anything that helps you think about those things is going to be really, really powerful. So cool. Um, well, I've, I listened to a really um, interesting podcast that I only discovered a few days ago um, called Wannabe. Um, and it was an interview with Jamelia Jamil, um, who the Brits listen to us. We'll probably know from T4 originally when we were youngsters. Um, and, you know, obviously she she now stars in um, The Good Place, which, oh my gosh, is amazing. Watch her if you haven't watched that, Netflix. Um, and it was just a really interesting conversation. I feel like she's a woman who gets bashed a lot in the press um to the point where I found myself thinking oh gosh she's annoying isn't she um and I'm saying this very openly and that was a um you know a bad feminist vibe from me um but that's how much the media can influence us um as just the general public sometimes and listening to it it was just really nice to hear from her own mouth, you know, her side of the story with things. Um, and she's basically just an advocate for all the things that are wrong in the world. Um, and yeah, and, and, and um, it also has some great other, other guests on different shows. That was episode 110. Um, so really recommend that. And also um, Disclosure, which is a documentary on Netflix. It's basically a look at Hollywood's depiction of transgender people and the impact of this on American culture. And in my you know, um, effort of trying to understand people who aren't like myself, um, so I can have a kind of better, you know, understanding of humanity in general um it's a very beautifully made documentary um every person that is interviewed is a trans man or a trans woman um and it's kind of spearheaded by Laverne Cox who was in Orange is the New Black and she was probably the first mainstream trans representative within Hollywood um in the modern era but it goes through you know from from the start of Hollywood to now and and how really trans people predominantly are um you know either promoted as sex workers or you know the dirty secret of a of a man as the mistress um or that they are very violent because of hormone treatment or so there's very few positive representations of trans people within Hollywood. And it's just really interesting to watch and really reflect and think, gosh, if I was trans and I'd grown up with that, you know, I would have probably been scared of what I would have become um, because of, of what that's all I knew you know uh, most trans people say they don't have trans people around them when they're growing up or they're starting to think about transitioning so um if you want to educate yourself um I would definitely recommend Disclosure on Netflix and this week I have been listening 
I have been getting back into listening. I'll have to be really honest. I've really taken a bit of a, a gap from listening. But um, I specifically this week have been listening to some the School of Greatness podcast episodes. So the School okay. of Greatness is a podcast by Lewis Howes, who isn't necessarily someone I, I always really get on with. His podcast episodes can be like an hour or so. Um, mm. And sometimes it's a bit long for me. But I specifically had listened to two episodes because they were by a man called Rory Vaden. And he is a co-founder of a group called Brand Builders Group. And I'm really looking at the moment about interpersonal branding and that's one of the areas he talks on. But one of the things I think that was very interesting for me around it was um, one of the episodes at the beginning, he talks about selling his company on, which also involved him having to like sell on like his Facebook accounts, his Twitter, his Instagram, et cetera. And then therefore he had to, I think he basically couldn't make any content on the sounds of it for a year before coming back. So this podcast is like one of his first interviews when he's back in his new space. He's like, this is my new business. This is me. And this idea of really having a personal brand that can stand having a year out of the market, like, you know, mm. actually having enough about you that you could sell on all of your assets and have everything taken away from you. And you're in a position to be able to rebuild. Um, and that I think is a really powerful thing to think about in terms of, whether you are an individual like that has a job or whether you have your own business, it can be easy to think about what you're doing right now. But actually, when you have a personal brand that stands for something, it will mean no, no matter what happens, you are able to return strong. And I think like it's something that is really relevant right now. You know, I know a number of people that have been that, are, that have been made redundant recently um, and are looking to get new jobs. And, you know, it's always something we have conversations around, like from the entrepreneur world about your brand and just like who you are. And I think really it can be something people don't spend a lot of time thinking about. But actually everyone has a brand, whether you think about it or not. And you either can be in control about it or you can just be letting people make decisions based on just you not being conscious of it. Um, but him really being able to tell the story of how he could walk away and come back and just rebuild something just made me realise the power of when you are in it for the long game and you mm -hmm. do have a little bit of dedication, it can really be like important and life-changing. Wow. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, I've not listened to those times for ages. I might stick that on my list. So, um, well, we've come to the end of our little episode for today Sherelle do you want to leave our listeners and myself with um something to keep us occupied with yeah so last week I spoke uh, a little bit about reading your dream life starts here and I'm very much still in a very much a dreaming world right now and so I wanted to leave you all with a question which is what have you always wanted to do that you haven't yet done because I think it's mm. Like I know some people like have got a bucket list and as I said last week I was like writing down my 101 dreams and I think some people are really good at it but I think there are lots of people who don't admit those things they really want to do because they're so fearful of it not happening like it's better if you don't admit what you want in life because then you can't be disappointed but I would really urge people to like no let's let's actually acknowledge what I would really like to happen in my life so the question again was what have you always wanted to do that you haven't yet done? 
love that. I love that. And please um, share it with us um, either by email, freeandfiguringout.gmail.com or DMing us on Instagram or Facebook or wherever you find us. And have a great week and we will chat to you next Friday. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next installment. And if you want to be a superstar, please leave us a review. Or you can get in touch with us. Drop us an email at freeandfiguringitout at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.